You're listening to the Creating a Brand podcast, where we deliver weekly interviews on topics to help entrepreneurs make their first or next step in business the right one. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. If I were to ask you about how you spend and steward your day, would you say that you're making the most of every minute of it? Most of us would admit to not spending every minute of our day the way that we should. I've often been guilty of spending many hours in my day in the wrong mindsets and being wasteful with the time that I have, and I know that I'm not alone in saying that. Today, I'm bringing on my pastor, Tim Timberlake. Tim is the lead pastor of Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida, and he's the author of the book titled The Power of 1440, Making the Most of Every Minute in a Day. In this episode, Tim explains how we can begin to change our perspective of the value of every minute that we have and how we can live more in the present, which is something that all entrepreneurs need to hear. For links to resources that will be mentioned during this episode, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 136. And now here is my profound conversation with Pastor Tim Timberlake. Tim, welcome to the Creating a Brand podcast. Man, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me, Alex. Absolutely. Really an honor to have you here with us today. And I am thrilled to be diving into your book, The Power of 1440, which, by the way, was such a refreshing read. Thank you so much for putting this together. Man, thank you. I, uh, I intended to write something, man, that was easy, but yet impactful for readers to kind of pick up, read and bite sized truths, you know. And so oftentimes authors, when they write, they write uh, these long extended novels and you know, the reality is, as readers, we read in chapters. And so if a person picked up the book, only read a chapter, I wanted that chapter to be so impactful that they wanted to continue to read to see what other chapters uh, entail. Yeah, you know, and that's why I say refreshing read. Like I, I was able to put it down one chapter at a time and not feel like I was missing a huge part of Tim Timberlake's brain, you know, like I was able yeah. just to pick it up and put it down. It was really great. And actually, something else was really cool is I haven't seen this in a long time, but John Maxwell did the four of the book. And I have just it's been forever since I've seen his name on a book that's not his own. So congratulations on that. That's really a cool thing. Yeah, thank you. It was it was an honor of a lifetime, man. The first book that I actually got uh, and read outside of a textbook from school uh, was a John Maxwell book for my father. And he gave it to me as a summer project. And uh, my father and Dr. John Maxwell uh, kind of operated in the same space. And so uh, to have that opportunity to have him to do the fort for the book, man, was just a high honor. That's so cool. That was one of the first three books I read when I finally decided, okay, I'm done with school. I'm actually going to pick up a book. So by choice, it was one of the first three books I picked up was a John Maxwell book, which I think is probably the same for anyone in leadership, right? Like sure. at one point or another, we picked up something by John Maxwell, but what an honor. So cool, man. Again, really cool to see the impact you're having with this book and also just on people's lives as an effect. So thanks again for being here. Absolutely, man. So you've got the, the book broken into 30 chapters, and I highly recommend the listeners to pick up a copy of it because each of them was just profoundly impactful. Now, just so no one just like stops listening now, we're not going to go through all 30 of them. That would be way, <laughs> way too much, right? That's what the book is for. So I, I narrowed it down to just a few that I want to cover that I think are really essential for the creating of brand listeners. Uh, it's funny, the first time I did that, I picked out 13. I'm like, no, no, I got to <laughs> cut it down. So there are a couple of like iterations of getting it down. But uh, to just kind of jump straight into this here, I want to go right into the topic here. And so that's going to be like the the title itself. So the power of 1440, while also covering the first chapter, the power of one day. Can you explain the meaning of these two things to us? Yeah. So typically uh, when we look at a day, we look at a day from the perspective of 24 hours, which seems like uh, an endless amount of time throughout our day. And we look at it, we categorize our day in hours and uh, we categorize our day in terms of blocks of time. 
But when you really boil it down and when you really look at a day in its truest essence, it's 1,440 minutes, which is not a lot of time. And I have found that the way we steward each of those minutes determine the outcome of the day that we desire to have. And so uh, as it concerns the power of one day, one day can change the trajectory of our life. And the catalyst for this book was really sparked by one day that changed my life. And that one day was uh, spending time with my father on the last day of his life, which was uh, the day of my birthday, my 18th birthday. And my dad had been battling with uh, terminal throat cancer for five years, and he had gone through uh, an experimental treatment an experimental surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy. And I really fought for his life for the better five years. And on my 18th birthday, he sat me down and he talked to me for five hours. And I was just thinking, Alex, like, oh my gosh, I, I want to go out with my friends. I want to do something different. I want to I want to go to the movies or go to a basketball game and really was not focused on spending time with him. And he patted me on my leg, man, after about a five-hour conversation, just pouring into me and uh, giving me direction and really speaking into what he foresaw uh, that I would be doing. And uh, after doing that, man, he patted me on the leg and he went upstairs to his room and 2 a.m. the following morning, my mom knocks on the door and she says, hey, I need you to help me get your father out of bed. He's not responding. And so I rush into his room and uh, I pull him out of the bed and he kind of smiles at me and then he dies, man, right there in that moment and transition from this life to the next. And I just remember thinking a day or two later, I thought I had more time. I thought we had more time. If I had known that that would be the last conversation that we would have, I would have spent that time differently. And so from that moment, man, I really uh, made a concerted effort to steward time well, because we all have this misconception, really, uh, that we can manage time. I mean, you go in Barnes and Nobles, you go into the various bookstores, you search on Amazon, you see all these different time management books. But the reality is it's very hard to manage what we do not control. We don't control time. You know, we don't tell time to stop. We can't tell time to speed up. We can't tell time to go backwards. We can't do that. So if we cannot control time, how can we effectively manage it? Uh, but what I found is what we can do is be good stewards over the time that we have. And so how I steward one minute determines the outcome of how I steward many. And so if we can steward our time well, if we can steward our time better, we get we, we get opportunity to live a better life than uh, what we would have lived uh, by spending and wasting time um, just on very little things that really don't matter. Man, thank you so much for sharing that story. I mean, it, it's a powerful moment in your life that you actually experienced the, the power of 1440, right? Like, like of one day, of one moment. And I think that's really important. I like that you call it 1440, not 24 hours, because 24 hours does have this, at this point, bit of a stigma around it, right? Like, that's right. a long time. Yeah. And you kind of think that. Um, I remember, like, the old TV show 24, and you felt like, oh, man, he's got 23 hours left to do something. But, like, then they show, like, the little timer, and you're like, oh, man, this dude's running out of time, right? But I, I think for many of us, we need that perspective. And I, that's what I want to dive into a little bit here today. And you have a quote in that first chapter of the book that just really impacted me in the moment. Like it stopped me in my tracks. I was actually working out uh, while I was listening to the, the audio book. And you said this, you said, today is the day that you were meant to live. Now is the inheritance that is yours to spend. And that really, that hit me hard because I was like, man, it's not about later. And I think that that's 
that's the main reason I wanted you on the show to talk to entrepreneurs. I mean, creating a brand is made yeah. of early stage entrepreneurs. And they might be like, okay, why are we talking about our day? And here's why, because so many of us, when we jump into entrepreneurship, we have this idea that our lives today, or even this year are kind of gone. Like we have a very aggressive three to five year plan. And we have trouble living today and imagining enjoying today because we're looking ahead at an extraordinary life that we don't yet have. But we've decided it's our it's our duty, our toll to like wait until we get there. But what you're saying is just that's not that that's not true. And you actually talk about this is a good time to transition into another chapter of the book where you talk about everyday extraordinary. Can you talk about your thoughts on what I'm sharing here? Yeah, I mean, I think for entrepreneurs, business leaders, uh, business owners, one of the things that uh, we typically do is we live in a time that's not current. And what I mean by that, we either live in the disappointments of a decision we made in business or our endeavors in yesterday, or we live in the hope of what could be tomorrow. But very few times do we really take the opportunity to live in the present here and now. And when you really think about it, when you're thinking about yesterday, you're thinking about yesterday right now. And when you think about tomorrow, you're thinking about tomorrow right now. So why not squeeze the life out of this moment that we currently have and invest in it your attention, invest in it your uh, heart, invest in it your everything so that when this moment uh, is gone, you have a memory from it instead of regret. Hmm, that's so well said, man. And you know what? That makes me think about another chapter of the book I want to talk about. And that's to, you talk about cultivating contentment during scarcity. And I think that many of us, again, when we make that jump to entrepreneurship, we understand that we're not really, we're not truthfully living in scarcity. We're still living in a form of abundance, but maybe we've had to cut back. Like for me, when I jumped out of my full-time job after 15 years, I mean, the perks alone are worth more than I'm making today, right? Yeah. Like at that point, but I knew that I was going to jump into that, but how can we keep this this perspective of contentment throughout that. Can you talk a little bit about how we can practically do this to, again, live in the moment that we're in today? Yeah, I think perspective is a major part of that. And uh, one of the things that I know, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. And if we are not careful, we begin to see things the way uh, that we desire to see them based upon our perspective. And if we don't change our perspective, it's very hard to change our lives. And so when we uh, don't steward the opportunities that we have, even when they are uh, at certain points in times risky, and any entrepreneur, any business leader, any business owner understands to step into that space is a risk. Uh, but there are so many great rewards that come from taking that risk. And, you know, it's almost like uh, the eagle when uh, a mother eagle has her eaglets, she, she feeds them for a period of time and she keeps them in the nest. And then she does something that many would think is rude and, and, and quite dangerous. Without warning, she pushes them out of the nest. And a bald eagle's nest can be in any tree from upwards to 50 to 200 feet. Uh, the size of a bald eagle's nest is the size of the flatbed of a pickup truck. So it's not a, not a small nest. This is a big nest we're talking about. Without warning, she pushes these, these babies out of the nest and she forces them to fly. But 
when you step into entrepreneurship, when you step into business, when you step into becoming an owner of something, that's what has to happen. And it's scary and it's dangerous, but you never know what you were discovered to do in this particular case for the eagle to fly unless you are pushed out of your comfort zone. And what we, when we look at time, a lot of time, it's not until we evaluate how we spend it that we realize that we really live from a comfortable place and nothing great comes from comfort zones. You know, the only thing uh, successful people uh, get from their comfort zones is a break to get back into whatever it is that they have been pursuing. And so what I like to call this mentality, this life that we have an opportunity to live in steward, I call it the glorious grind. It is a grind, but man, at the end of it, it is so glorious to see how uh, things fall into place when we steward uh, our time, when we steward our life, when we steward our resources and finance as well in pursuing the uh, various endeavors that are in front of us. And so how you steward one thing is really how you steward everything. So if you're bad with stewarding finances, you will be bad with stewarding time. If you're bad with stewarding time, you probably will be bad with stewarding relationships. And so stewarding our time is one of the things that we can do um, that uh, helps us to really do inventory to see what else we need to um, kind of buff up on. Hey, Alex Sanfilippo here, and I want to take a quick moment to intentionally serve the world with you. Here's what I want you to do. Think of the one person you know who would most benefit from listening to this episode today. Now, I want you to send it to them, but also include an encouraging note explaining why you share this episode with them specifically. By doing this, you're helping me grow this podcast, and you're also adding value to the people you care about. With that said, thank you for your continued support. It means the world to me. And now, let's get back to today's episode. So what you're talking about here is kind of like from, from another chapter of the book is I believe it was chapter 13 where you talked about mastering the moment. Yeah. And this is really like learning to, to, to get our mind under control more or less. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about some practical ways to do that? Because I think that many of us, that that sounds good, but how do we actually start doing that? Like we're, we feel like we're in the thick of it. We feel like we're two years away from a paycheck even or from having the, the life that we desire. How can we really begin just mastering that moment that we're in? Yeah, most of the time when people hear, you know, anything about time, they think about scheduling, right? Mm -hmm. But this isn't about scheduling. This is about prioritizing what is important to you. And so there is no balance in life. You know, people believe there's balance in life. There is no balance in life. I, I can't give the same balance or amount of time to my wife and to my son as I do other things. I, I can't give, uh, you know, I am a, a, a believer and a man of faith, I can't give God the same balance of time that I give, um, you know, other things. It, there is no balance, but there is priorities. And the way that I prioritize my time determines the outcome of the things that I desire to see. And so as it concerns this, I think one of the things that we really have to understand is uh, if we're trying to balance life, something will always be out of balance. You know, and we have to understand the priority for the day. We have to understand when to go full speed. We have to understand when to pull back. We have to understand uh, when to press pause to, um, you know, get re-energized, to get back out there and run again. But every great entrepreneur, every great leader, every great business owner and business leader understands pace. 
They understand how and when to run, how and when to pull up, how and when to go a little bit stronger. And I think that once we understand that pace, it's easy for us to make those investments of time, of energy, of resources the way that we we should. One of the greatest uh, threats to success is fatigue. So my father used to always tell me growing up, he said, never make an important decision when you're tired. Never make an important decision when you're hungry. Never make an important decision when you're in pain. And one of the things that ties all of those things together is fatigue. And so it's important that we don't make those decisions for our business or about the various endeavors that we are pursuing uh, when we're in one of those situations or seasons, because we oftentimes make a permanent decision based off of a temporary situation. And fatigue is one of those things that really kind of clouds our judgment and uh, allows us to have the wrong perspective going into certain situations and things. You know, I think that most entrepreneurs, even myself, when I first got into this, I just operated from a place of fatigue. Like if someone like was, what's your strength zone? I'd be like fatigue. You know, like that's kind of how it felt at times. It's because of what you just mentioned, a lack of prioritization. And yeah. it's because many of us, I think we look at entrepreneurship, starting a business, being a business owner as a sprint instead of as a marathon. I think we get stuck in that perspective. So everything else, we're out of balance, like he's saying, like, because nothing else is even in our in our view. Our view is all focused on that finish line of achieving, whether it's the number of members we want with our website, or it's how much money we want to be making, or we want maybe the house, whatever it is. How do you recommend to people, because I know you talk about this stuff a lot, to somebody to start gaining the proper perspective about what living, and again, not balanced, but a more prioritized, properly life? Yeah, I think... Um... You know, I've been very fortunate to talk to and coach and and lead a lot of uh, affluential people and, and leaders and uh, actors, entertainers, uh, people that um, other people wouldn't know. And one of the things that I tell them is um, your perspective determines everything, right? And so every successful person sees what they're hoping for twice. You have to see it before anyone else does. You have to be able to envision it. You have to be able to to dream it. You have to be able to uh, write it down every single day and believe when no one else believes in it. Because if you don't begin to see what no one else can see, you will never see it. Every successful person will tell you they saw what they were believing for twice. They saw it before it happened, and then they saw it when it happened. You look at Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan would tell you when he was young, he would see himself in the NBA. He would see himself winning championships. He would see himself being the greatest of all time. And then he actually actually saw it when it was fulfilled. You look, you take LeBron James or Jerry Rice, you take these great athletes, Muhammad Ali, he would always tell you what it was that he was seeing before anyone else saw it because there's something powerful about having foresight. And so as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, business leader, you have to have foresight. And foresight is simply the ability to see more before. You have to have the ability to see more before anyone else does. And as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a business leader, you have to be willing to do what others are not willing to do to see accomplish those things that you are believing uh, can and will be fulfilled in due time. And so I think 
um, you know, a lot of times entrepreneurs, they get right to the point of seeing some of the fruits of their labor and they give up because they're tired. And that's why pace and perspective is so important because the very thing that you're hoping for uh, and the very thing that you get disappointed in uh, can quite possibly be the same thing uh, that someone else is hoping and praying for. The very thing that you may be disappointed in is something someone else is believing for. And so uh, I would challenge your perspective and say, really challenge how you see what you see. I can remember one time, Alex, I was sitting down with one of my mentors. And we're at a table. I talk about this in the book as well. And there's this big bowl of fruit in front of us. And he's sitting at one end of the table and I'm sitting kind of to his left side. And he asked me, to name out the fruits that I see. And so I begin to name out a banana. I begin to name off grapes. I begin to name off apples. And then he says, stop. And he said, I'm going to tell you what I see. And he began to name off all these different fruits that I didn't call out. And I knew he was making a point. And the point that he was making was based upon where you sit determines your perspective. And so we could all be looking at the same thing. We could all be looking at the same circumstance, but based upon where we sit in proximity to what it is that we're seeing determines our perspective. And so anytime that you feel ungrateful, anytime that you feel defeated, anytime that you feel at a loss, challenge your perspective as to what you're really, really seeing, because uh, stepping out and doing something that other people are not willing to do is risky, it's dangerous, but man, uh, does it have great rewards when your perspective is in the right place. Tim, that's super motivational, man. I appreciate you sharing that. It makes me think of a Jerry Rice quote, actually, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but today I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can have what others can't. Yeah. And I know that speaks to a few things. It doesn't just speak to the, the grind that you're on, but also to having the perspective of here I am today, this is where I am in this moment, as you're sharing here. And I love that. And there's something else that I want to add to that. And this is kind of my last point I want to cover here. But you talk about master of one. This is mm -hmm. chapter 26. Can you speak to the habit of excellence, what this means and why this matters for entrepreneurs that are on this road? Yeah, we oftentimes spend so much time looking to the left and to the right that we forget to look inward to steward the one person uh, that could get us to the very thing that we are hoping and praying for, and that's ourselves. Oftentimes, the greatest enemy to our vision, our dreams, is our comfort and settling for something that we should never settle for in the first place. And so in this chapter, really talking about how to master the ability of discipline, of restriction, of saying no, you know, the ability to say no to certain things, certain people, certain seasons gives you the ability to say yes to so many more things. And so being able to steward, being able to master uh, your life is a very important thing in order to accomplish, in order to see, in order to step into uh, some of the things that you are hoping and believing for. And so uh, we often hear words like discipline, discipline and restrictions as a bad thing, but it's actually a good thing for entrepreneurs and business owners and business leaders because it provides a boundary for us to play within. For a moment, can you imagine a basketball game with no out of bounds? Can you imagine a football game with 
no out of bounds. Can you imagine a Formula One race without uh, any barriers? You know, it would be unpleasant to watch and it would go on and on and on without anyone claiming victory. And so boundaries in our lives as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as business owners, uh, it, actually, it actually provides the, the buffers for us to succeed and allows us to stay within the parameters of success so that we can actually see what it is that we're hoping for. Love that, man. This has been one of the most profound conversations I think I've ever had on the show, man. And before we end our time together, I just want to ask, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners on this topic? Yeah, I, I would say in all things, uh, business, entrepreneurial, uh, in whatever job that you may have, because I know there's some listeners listening that are still uh, working nine to five that have the idea and have the desire to start uh, their own business. But I would say uh, don't rush to do anything. Uh, take your time. It will happen in its right time. Because this is what I've learned. Anything that arrives too soon always arrives too small. Anything that arrives without proper preparation uh, is something that will not be sustainable. And so uh, in life, you want to learn from two things. You want to learn from your wins and you want to learn from your losses. And guess what? You never lose when you learn. And so uh, if you step out, if you're in a season where you feel like stepping out, if you're in a season where you feel like uh, throwing your, your hat uh, into the entrepreneurial bucket, I would say make sure that you count the costs, make sure that you take your time, make sure that you steward your time well uh, so that uh, you don't have to learn from a loss, but you can learn from your wins. Love that, man. That's such a great way to end this episode. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today and just about all about this book, getting that 1440 perspective. I really appreciate your time and you being on the show today, man. Man, I'm honored. Thank you so much. Let's do it again real soon. Tim shared some amazing stories about why we should value every minute of our day. I found this conversation to be somewhat convicting because I'm often thinking months and even years ahead, which can be good in the right moment, but living in the present with the people that are around us is the only way to truly live. And I encourage you, take this conversation to heart and begin making the most of the moments that you have where you are right now. You'll live a more fulfilled life as a result, and the people that are around you will appreciate it more than you may realize. Tim, thank you again for being a guest and sharing your wisdom with us today. For links to Pastor Tim Timberlake's Instagram and book, The Power of 1440, please visit creatingabrand.com slash 136. Thank you as always for listening. I'm looking forward to bringing you another Masterclass episode next week. Music.